Hi, I'm Bob Mould, and you're listening to WMNF, Tampa 88.5 FM. Hi, I'm Jennifer McTritus, Chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Tune in to 88.5 FM and WMNF.org to hear interviews with our volunteer programmers, music you won't hear anywhere else, and informative news. Our Diversity and Inclusion Committee is excited to connect with organizations and individuals that support our local area. Thank you for keeping our community strong, and we want to help you make a difference. Let's do this together by emailing diversity at WMNF.org. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hello out there, my good buddies, and thank you for keeping your radio tuned to the best little radio station on this planet and six others in our galaxy, WMNF Tampa. And welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey. Sticking with the mental health track for this month, the good doctor will address anxiety and the risk that it poses to other health issues. You are invited to participate in this discussion or if you have any related medical questions by calling 813-239-9663 or sending an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. Top of the morning to you, Dr. Fred. I appreciate that you're going to address mental health this month and specifically anxiety today. Too often, mental health is looked upon as a malfunction rather than a malady that we all suffer from now and again. Sweet Jesus and all the saints in heaven will gladly tell you that I could practice better mental hygiene. I think of anxiety as a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness, and I know that anxiety can also raise my risks for other medical problems such as heart disease and depression, but I suspect that there is much more going on and at risk if we don't recognize and address this affliction. Well, Dr. Harvey... What should I know to ease my worried mind? Thank you, Bill, for that wonderful Monday introduction and happy WESAC to all out there. You may not know that you're very welcome. Today is the Buddha's holiday. This is when the Buddha blesses all of us with his love wisdom. Once a year, he brings this to us. And the glorious full moon that we experienced last night is his full moon. And it was shining on us very brightly. You know, mental health has come forefront due to these last two years of separation. Separation and isolation are one of the worst tortures we can do to the human and the human spirit. It is unusual and unnecessary and unwarranted treatment in prison to put someone in, in, in solitary confinement makes them worse. It doesn't make them better. It doesn't help any situation. And I think we've experienced a bit of that during these last two years in our own social isolations. It's been difficult. And it has raised the level of anxiety. And when we raise the level of anxiety, we also increase depressed mood so there's a lot of sadness a lot of worry and we keep getting hit with more potentially 
devastating information about economy and war. Seems that the bad news doesn't stop. One of the things that we can do to help with this is increase our connection. Social connection is associated with great benefit. A landmark study was done several years ago that illustrated how important this is. A lack of social connection is a greater detriment to health than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. To be lonely is a deadly illness. On the other hand, strong social connections lead to a 50% increased chance of longevity, a strengthened immune system, genes that are impacted by loneliness, also code for immune function and inflammation. Strong social connections help you recover from disease faster. Strong social connections will help lengthen your life. Strong social connections can lower levels of anxiety and depression. It's absolutely an essential for life. We are not islands. We cannot live as islands. I talked last show about some grief that I experienced. I didn't realize how lonely I was. When my tribe was distanced from me, when another tribe, the scientific board that I was on was dissolved, I lost another tribe. And then I was deprived of my best friend in that same year. And I lost a lot of connectedness. I felt adrift. And that loneliness led to a diminishment in my light, a diminishment in my ability to be fully present in my life. And I told you about something that happened um, back in. 2021 in the fall, where I met a group of people that really enlivened me. And it was one of the most profound experiences in my life when I realized I was no longer grieving. And I really had no idea how, how, how bad it was until afterwards. I was actually experiencing some of the problems that you get from that. I, I was feeling more inflamed. I was feeling like I had brain fog. You can get cognitive decline from isolation and loneliness. I had my family and they were there for me 100%. But it, it wasn't my tribe and I, and I didn't have that intimacy that I needed with friends to open up in another way. You can be more susceptible to infection. And in fact, um, I had 
a in the first time in 25 or 30 years um i had a pneumonia your your respiratory system is your connection to spirit and my spirit was diminished it was hidden because of the loneliness so there are answers here there are people in this world that want to make a difference for you and last week i was blessed to spend five days with an angel and our an earth angel of such magnificent love and personal power she provided a transformational experience again i didn't think i could go higher than i was in october but I've been elevated to another level of joy by a woman, a woman who is a queen, a woman who is a goddess of love. I never expected to be transformed this way, but there are angels living on this planet, bringing forth the kingdom of heaven as we speak, if that's the language you speak. It's the time for our humanity to come together. This angel, this angel of synthesis, this angel who is bringing together people in ways that I have never known possible. Her name is Lisa Nichols. And if you don't know the name Lisa Nichols, you need to, because she is one of the most powerful planet healers alive today. Bill, I'll take a break from that. Okie dokie. And we'll just have to make a shout out to get people to call on in. I think that was a very touching introduction that you've given to the show today there, Dr. Harvey, and we want to get more people to share their feelings. And you can do that by calling 813 239 9663 or sending an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And to let everybody know, remind you, you are listening to The Healthy Step Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Back to you, Thank Dr. You, Harvey. Thank you. You know... You people have been listening to me. Thank you very much. I'm so honored to be able to be here to serve you. You've been listening to me for years now, so you know that I love to speak. And in February, I was offered an opportunity to go to a, an event that I had um, been asking for, essentially. I have been asked to have a better speaking presence to be able to bring more to this and help more people. And the group that helped me last fall put together something new with Lisa Nichols. It was called When My Soul Speaks. And when I saw the title of that event, I immediately enrolled. I had no choice. I had been asking spirit for a decade to guide me. Not my will, not my personality, 
but my soul, I wanted it to drive. Because I knew that if it, it was driving, then things would unfold the way they needed to, that, that I would be able to have more impact for more people and that my life would actually be more joyful. And it is. We spent five days, 40 people with Lisa Nichols last week in the most transformational experience I've ever experienced in my life. I was born again, truly, into a new world. And I will put on the Healthy Step Show page link to Lisa's website called Motivating the Masses because I can see that this beautiful woman is going to touch enough hearts on this planet that we're going to see a shift in the way we do things. The connection she provides is what we need to heal almost every possible mental, emotional health issue because the people that get connection have higher self-esteem, greater empathy, are more trusting, cooperative. And as a consequence, others are more open to trusting and cooperating with them. Anxiety and depression diminishes and evaporates. Infection resilience goes up. Brain fog goes away. Clarity and cognitive sharpness are available. The heart is no longer under pressure. Cardiovascular disease is reduced. And so um, human connection is the answer for loneliness. It's the only answer. As I said last time, grief can't be treated with medication. Human connection is the answer. Human connection strokes our genes so that they sing a more joyful tune. When our genes are happy, we are more happy. We connect to joy. I put another link on the website, someone that Lisa used in our um, week together. Her name is Tony Jones. You can find her on YouTube. She is the most powerful, motivational rhymer and musician. Her lyrics are a little too provocative in some ways for this show, unless we edit them. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? She uses a few words like, you know, that the broadcasters uh, don't like, but... I have feeling added to it. I think it was great. The way she applies them, they motivate you, they inspire you, and they help transform you. Please listen to Tony Jones at some point. So... I think we have our first caller to talk about these very important issues. Well, we've got our first and a second coming on in, but as you were talking, it reminded me of a um, Sting song that I think is very beautiful. And if you see the video, um, he's got a full choir backing him on up. The song is Let Your Soul Be Your Pilot. Yes, that um, is the truth. Let's go to Gary. Good morning there, Gary. Yes, Sam. Hello, good morning. Hi. Um, I was reading something that stuck in my head, and it's very important. It says, if you want to be happy for a day, no, if you want to be happy for an hour, take a nap. If you want to be happy for a day, go fishing. If you want to be happy for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want to be happy for a lifetime, help somebody. Gary, 
Thank you so much for that input. That is so true because it is through service to others that we are rewarded with joy. That is the key to joy. Thank you, Gary. I love you. So another way, human connection is the key. But one of my tenets, one of my non-negotiables is that I must every morning get out of my house and walk in nature. Even if it's just around my block and I get to see some squirrels and hear some birds and watch the bunny jump under a bush and, and watch the trees sway in the wind. These living beings are one with us. They are our extended family. And spending time with this extended family is also very healing. Clinical studies have shown that we actually get less anxiety, brooding, stress. We increase our attention capacity, creativity, and our ability to connect with other people. So here, for people that are withdrawn from their social circles because of the mood, because of the loneliness. Loneliness puts up a barrier to actually getting unlonely. Go out in nature. Nature will improve your loneliness. Nature will help you to connect with other people. And in fact, every day on my walk, I connect with other people because there's other people out walking. And even just a smile and a wave is enough to acknowledge your presence. I see you. You see me. We are together in this. You are not alone. And I think that our phone lines are not alone either. No, they're not. I've got Bob, and I'm going to inject something else in here too. I had heard something a while back that says, advice-wise of be honest with yourself who you are and what you want and your tribe will find you. That couldn't be said any better, Bill. It is so true. Because when you are being you, the true you, the authentic you, and not the mask that we often show to people when we're feeling anxious, lonely, and sad, and we put on that face that I'm fine. Fine is an acronym. Freaked out insecure, neurotic, and emotional. It's obvious you're not fine. (laughs) Take off the mask. Be you. Because when you're you, that magnetic attraction of you attracts other people to you who have similar interests, similar attitudes, similar capacity for love. And it's attracted Bob to us. Good morning, Bob. Hi, good morning. Hi, Bob. What you got to say? Well, I, I, I guess I wanted to, uh, uh, first of all, compliment you. I've been following you for a number of years. Uh, um, I actually sat with yourself and uh, Eve uh, several years ago at a, at a small uh, dinner engagement in Sarasota. And as a, as a fellow practitioner, uh, healer, uh, interested uh, in, in kind of the path that you've you know, always kind of supported amongst yourself and, and the local community, uh, I'm curious about, and I hope this is relatively on topic, but, you know, we're talking about a, a fairly uh, a, a social science, shall we say, around the healing arts. And yes. I guess one of the challenges we're seeing, you know, we can cite papers and we can talk about the uh, emotional component, social service, or social 
aspect of uh, psychology and healing. Where do you get uh, maybe the impression or what is the latest movement that you see around the medical model, right, the science model, of kind of recognizing some of the social aspects, social science aspects of, of healing individuals? Um, so, again, and that's a, it's a rather broad question, but at the same time, I'm just trying to tie into the fact that I've been on a spiritual path as well, right, and we understand the value of that. But it just seems like the medical technologists want to keep on uh, innovative, innovating and not necessarily looking at the spirit soul in general. So I'll just get off the air and listen to your comment. Thanks for your help. Thank you, Bob. Good day. Um, I, I really appreciate your question, sir. I, I think that this is the conversation that I want to have on my show. This is why I make my show topical. You brought up a very, very important issue. Because what I've seen in the psychological, psychiatric sciences is that they have gone further and further and further from humanity while trying to treat these labels that they've created that aren't even really actually diagnosable with any current 21st century medical technology illnesses. They aren't. They're symptom complexes. And when we look for more and more technological interventions for something that we don't even have a specific medical pathophysiologic or methodologic way of looking at what is actually going on in the illness. You know, it's, it's unlike looking at an infection where we have a, a bacteria in a piece of your lung and that lung gets inflamed and it's called a pneumonia. We, we kind of know what actually happens there, but in the brain, there are numerous reasons we haven't explored it well. And one of them, we don't know exactly how to dissect the brain while the person's alive and let them still live. <laughs> but uh, we are understanding that through a consciousness level. And there are many ways of looking at this. And the science of consciousness is science, even though it can't always be demonstrated by empirical methodology by looking at, say, a level of a neurotransmitter, a serotonin, for example, those give us indicators, but they don't give us complete answers. And so your point is well taken that we are not looking at the actual cause of mood disorder. We are not looking at the root nature of this, which is specifically, as you said, it's in spirit Spirit is what goes awry. It's our disconnectedness of heart and mind. It's our not being able to hear the true nature of our big you, the big me inside the soul. The soul wants to express itself and the personality gets distracted by erroneous thought forms, by scripts that take us down the wrong hole. Um, scripts like when I was abused and bullied when I was 12 years old, when I didn't even know what gay meant. And they held me down and they danced around singing Fairy Freddy's Faggot Farm after they put lipstick on me. They stole my dignity, my dignity that I have regained with lots of work. But I lived for years believing that I'm not worth loving because I'm different. I'm, I'm this thing other 
than me, the great me. We all have traumas. We all get implanted with scripts that diminish that light that wants to shine as bright as it can inside of us. We layer it with protection. We layer it with things like grief. And we need to address that. We can't just continue this robotic, stupid, automatic behavior of putting people on antidepressant medications or anti-anxiety medications to suppress the moods that are coming out because their soul is being suppressed. Why would we ever want to suppress the truth of our inner beingness? Tommy, I think, is on the line and would like to continue this conversation. Well, actually, Tommy is, and he's been very patient, and I'm going to make him wait just a few more seconds longer just to tease him some and tell folks that they can participate by calling 813-239-9663 or send the emails to dj at wmnf.org. I'm missing the emails. Usually my lips get tired reading them, but nothing today. So let's go to Tommy. Good morning to you, Tommy. Good morning. Um, just wanted to make a quick mention about loneliness and getting out in nature and just kind of therapy in general. And one thing that can I found that really helps me, which is disc golf, funny enough. It's free once you get a couple of discs, and they're not expensive. And it's a great tribe of people, of very, very, very diverse people of all walks of life, of all ages, too. It's just a great way to get out in nature, connect with other people. And if you're just feeling lonely, go sit out on this golf course and you'll make friends. I so agree with you, Tommy. I have my discs in my, uh, the back of my Subaru ready to go at all times. You never know where you're going to get a chance to go to a disc golf course, buddy. I love you. <laughs> all right, man. I love you too. Take it easy. Have a great day. Okie dokie. I think that's a capital idea, disc golf, anything that really gets you on out. Let's There's nothing play. like just walking around for a, an hour or two underneath the big oak trees. Yeah, usually they're in big parks, and you just have exactly. a, a, just a wonderful experience. I mean, it's, I think, even a little bit different than what Mark Twain called golf of a good walk gone bad. But <laughs> no, this is a good walk gone good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's Donald. Hang on. Good morning, Donald. Yeah, uh, I kind of like fighting the loneliness thing. My my wife died four years ago this month. The estate's still not closed. The My mother and my children died two years ago. I was at her bedside. We had health last the last of her body. Had a son who died the uh, same year, two years ago, uh, April 21st. And uh, it's the son who died who bothers me the most, but I think... I'm so sorry. ...cure the loneliness. You know, I keep, I'm, I'm 76 years old, and I'm just an old man, but you, I, the mythology is that there's a lot of women around for older men, but I, I'm, I'm not finding them to my... You know, there, there's no one to uh, bridge the gap of loneliness that I think a woman would satisfied, you know, and, uh, I hear you, Donald, uh, just, uh, I love the sale, I joined the like sale club up north, I got a friend I'm going to sail with on, uh, um, Friday with the sailing center at Stan Key, and, uh, uh, 
I like to shoot pool. And, uh, but, and I got family up north. Uh, I'm in Florida now, but I got to go back up north. And uh, it, it just doesn't, it seems to me that the contact with a woman would be more important than contact with a family. Maybe I'm wrong at 76. I ought to give up on the hugging and squeezing and hugging. Adios. Copy notes. Go ahead. So, um, Donald, that's a lot to unpack. Um, and and um, I'm so sorry for your losses. Um, I, I, to lose a child before you is one of the more devastating things I could imagine. Um, you're, you're really doing the right things there, man. You're, you're getting out and, and doing things that are worthwhile. You're, you're going to sailing clubs and things like that. Uh, have you tried meditation and going inside? I, uh, I go to a 12, 12 step program and they talk about meditation. Yes. When they do the meditation in a 12 step program, they do what they call guided meditation and they play music and tell you what to think. And that doesn't seem like meditation. You know, uh, a lot of times I'll talk to myself and try to reason out the, the possibilities of what, what the possible courses of action are. And that seems to help. And everybody That's good. Write things down. Write things down. Yes. You know, you're, you're thinking them out, though, actually is taking it to the mental level and you need to take it to the feeling level and feel what your body is feeling about it. And that's, that can happen in meditation. Uh, there's a guy named Dr. Joe Dispenza, D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. Um, I'll, I'll probably put that link on the, on the website too. But Dr., Dr. Joe Dispenza has used science to create types of guided meditations that are actually able to produce change in your body and then in your um, emotions and your mind. And um, they're the most profound guided meditations that I've actually used. I, I hope you can access some of that because you're already doing other good things. So keep it up, Donald, and um, best wishes. I'll move on to our next caller. Okay. Again, a patient waiter. I've got Chris from Clearwater on the line. Good morning, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi, good morning, doctor. Uh, I uh, wanted to comment on the separation that's been artificially induced and um, because uh, the increase in suicidality, I'll send you, I'll email you the studies on, um, that I'm about to mention here, but we need to question if we value our children's uh, lives, um, increased suicidality and increased 19%, according to the study I'll mention in a moment, due to the lockdowns and, um, you know, the COVID lockdowns. So people blame COVID for this or that. It's actually our own government. We need to be aware of who does these things. And uh, Bill Gates just admitted. Chris, hey, Chris, I'm going to stop you right there. We're not talking about who did what to whom. We're not playing a blame game on this show ever again. Should you think to actually blame people on this show again? We're not doing it. Care to continue not blaming people? Okay. I'm always um, uncertain on how to pronounce her name, but Ramil from Clearwater is on the line. Did I pronounce Hi. that correctly? Yes, you did. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to mention um, three things that I found very, very helpful to me um, 
about seven years ago, I lost my husband, uh, and he had been quadriplegic for like 30-something years, so we were quite isolated in many respects. But one of the hospice nurses suggested that I take up ukulele, which I did, and I had been a musician beforehand. But I found uh, making music, as opposed to just listening to it, very helpful for letting out emotions uh, in a positive aspect. And now I play in a ukulele band, and we perform at ALFs and uh, nursing homes and that sort of thing, and found um, that very helpful to be able to give back to the community. The second thing that I have found that's really good for dealing with any kind of anxiety is taking up Tai Chi, which is... I consider a moving meditation, and I currently am in a group that's doing that also outdoors, so we're out in nature, you know, a couple of times a week. And the third thing is having a dog, because having a dog gets you outside, gives you something outside of yourself to be responsible for. So I also meet with a group of dog owners, uh, Actually, we meet every morning at 6.30 uh, at one of the local parks and walk and converse. But belonging to these three tribes uh, has really enhanced my life. And it's, it's that notion you were saying before of letting spirit come through. Because spirit is guiding all of this, being in nature, um, unifying yourself through these moving meditation and the idea of being able to bring joy to someone else through your own efforts, through making music. Uh, to me, it's a win-win-win situation. And I really appreciate your show, Dr. Harvey. I'm so glad nice. you're on the air. And I so much love WMNF. Thank you so much. Um, with that attitude, please... Stop by the tip jar for WMNF. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, <thought so. laughs> I, 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 I really appreciate you. I, I appreciate the fact that people like you are awakening all around our planet. We're getting it. We realize that this is actually spirit-driven and that we are going to change our society through connection, through spirit, through love, through kindness, and not through blame but by doing things that change the situation. Don't talk about them. I don't care about oligarchs. I care about my neighbors. Right. I want our community to thrive. It's the, 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 the stuff on the airwaves is there to distract us, to get us angry so that we don't connect with our neighbors. I love the fact that you brought into this pet therapy. I hadn't, I hadn't even gone there and I'm so glad you did because ah, the unconditional love of your pet is one of the most beautiful things that you can experience. It is. And the ukulele, that high frequency instrument, I mean, there's nothing but happy that comes out of a ukulele. You can't make a ukulele sad. <laughs> <laughs> and Tai Chi and moving meditation in nature is one of nature's greatest healers. It truly is. And so, what you were saying about making positive changes on one of your other uh, one of the other programs and I don't remember 
sorry, uh, who, okay. who it is, but one of their promo lines is, if you're looking for a savior, look in the mirror. That's we coming have up. to save the world starting with ourselves. That's Sustainable yes. Living's tagline. Ah, the next okay. show. Okay, great. I, <laughs> I knew I heard it from somewhere here. <laughs> and that's a really good point, to, to help you get over that mood. If you can train yourself every morning to stand in front of your mirror, look into your eyes and say, I love you. I'm proud of you. I am so appreciative of what you do in this world. You will uplift your frequency immediately and change. You always wear a suit to the dentist? Of course, man. My pearly it's a difficult thing to do. I have a, I have a very, very, I've known for 25 years. He is yet to be able to look in the mirror and say, I love you. Oh, wow. I've been coaching him for 20 years to do that. Well, thank you, doctor. I'll hang up now. <laughs> thank you, Emil. It was interesting. You had said earlier that you always carry around um, your, your discs for the golf. And I had heard something a long time ago that almost to a level of... Um, comedy that George Harrison always carried a trunk full of ukuleles so that he could always start a little get up whenever he was with any of his guitar friends. I love it. That's awesome. Um, got um, nobody at the moment, so I'm going to let you go to your emails. All right. Do you want to give out the uh, uh, number? Yes. That's exactly what I'm grabbing for right now and invite people to call in at 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three, or send more emails to dj at wmnf.org and continue the texts at 813-433-0885. Back to you. Thank you. So this is a text message, and um, thank you, Dr. Harvey, for the amazing show. You always hit it on the nail. or hit Sorry, hit the nail on the head. But my question was could my poor mental health and isolation contribute to why I think helping in the war currently in Ukraine would be my best place? No, no, actually. No, that's, that's your compassion. You want to help people. That's what I see in this message. You're being drawn to a place of great conflict. And we don't need to travel physically to help. We don't need to even send money to help. We don't need to send arms. We need to send love. In my meditation every day, I try to visualize love pouring into the Ukraine. Just that simple. If we can continue to pour high-frequency love into the Ukraine, the frequency in the Ukraine will elevate. War cannot exist where there is love. Love is absent in Ukraine right now because it's been agitated for many years. Send love. Open your heart and send love to the Ukraine. You don't need to go there in any other way. If you have the resources to do so and you want to go and volunteer, I would never deter you. But you don't need to actually go there physically to volunteer. Volunteer with compassion. Volunteer with your heart. I have an email from Jeff. 
I agree that loneliness is a source of anxiety, but I also think a big factor is economic. And I believe that this is part of humans being dependent on a global system. This is what creates the economics such that people have to be concerned about paying rent, buying food, transportation, to go to work, etc. I think that is partially correct, but I think you need to qualify a global system. And I think if you qualify it as a capitalistic, white supremacist global system, I think you'll have it nailed. Because we don't need to have a global system that is detrimental to half the planet, or even more so. We can have a global system that actually supports everybody. I know it's kind of utopian to think about it, but you know, I don't know if any of you know Star Trek, but Star Trek, um, uh, the, whole per or the whole premise of their society is utopia, essentially. There's no paying rent or buying food. Basically, you get love. You get evaluated to find out what you thrive in, and you get supported to go and do what you thrive in not by forcing you to work an hourly job for an oligarch that makes money off of you, but no, by working for a society that supports everybody. It's kind of like the kingdom of heaven already existing on earth. And he even mentioned a, a small kingdom of heaven. Sometimes he says, I've observed the Amish community. They seem kind of disconnected from the global system. Well, they are. Um, and I wonder what is their level of happiness? Um, it's as, as happy as every other human in America today because they live under the auspices of this white supremacist, oppressive, capitalistic, extractive, destructive system. It's not one in which humans can thrive. And so um, they also suffer. I have taken care of Amish patients. They suffer just like the rest of us. Um, but they have less stresses of certain kinds because they're not pressured to do some of the things that keeping up the Joneses in the capitalistic buy it, buy it, buy it to assuage your anxiety with more buy it, buy it, buy it so you can get in debt and get more anxiety so you can buy it, buy it, buy it and get in more debt and get more anxiety. This is our society. We can get off that. And yes, a local economy actually supports getting off that treadmill, having a garden in your yard, which gets you outside, exercising in nature every day, making connections with the plants that you love. I love going outside and watching my strawberry plants have more flowers and produce more berries. I love to go and protect those berries from the bugs by lifting them off the ground gently and putting a leaf under them so that the worm can't get to it. You have to pay attention to your garden. You have to pay attention to your human relationships too. If you neglect them, they go away just like your vegetables in your garden. And you go away too if you neglect you. So if you're not going inside you and you're not looking at you and you're not sitting in silence with you and knowing you and knowing what your body feels like and knowing what your mood feels like and knowing what your thoughts are and listening to thoughts that are erroneous and being disgusted by them and saying, I can't think that thought anymore. So, yes, I, I do agree with you, Jeff. There's absolutely no doubt that this global system is destructive. And my prayer is that this global system is torn down by flaming hearts of love. I like flaming hearts of love. They can do so much. They can. Deconstruct so on the reconstruct. Line. I've got Tom right now. Let's go to Tom in Tampa. Good morning, Tom. Hello, Dr. Harvey. Hi, Tom. Hello there. 
Good morning. Love your show. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, what do you recommend for those of us who are fortunate enough to lose some weight but are left with some of that crepey, uh, excessive, saggy skin in certain areas? Is there anything you can do that you recommend to reverse that or at least to help it come along? Well, that's a little off topic today, but yes, um, some things that can help um, are to give it some time. Uh, give it some vitamin C because vitamin C helps make collagen that, that strengthens up loose skin. And um, orthosilicic acid is a silica, an organic silica compound that helps to build collagen as well. Vitamin A and zinc also help to build good skin. But if it's really excessive, you might need to have some other kind of intervention. Um, there are some radio frequency um, uh, devices like laser type things that can help to tighten up the skin and um you know if it's really excessive i mean some of the people that have gone from 500 pounds to 180 pounds they probably have to have some skin removed i i've, I've seen that surgery done also so but yeah, um uh, it takes time and um i i also was obese and it took um uh, years for the extra skin to shrink so best wishes with that all righty. Well, Have a great day, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, if Tom gives himself a chance, he'll probably turn out okay. You're looking pretty good on the Zoom call there, Doc. <laughs> I've got, um, I'm guessing it's Diane from Bradenton on the line here, and then followed by Rosemary. Good morning. Good morning. Am I on? Hi. You're on, Diane. Um, for people who are depressed and at the stage where they need a therapist to help, um, and I mean a, a licensed therapist. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with reality therapy and Dr. William Glasser's work. No, that's a new one to me. Oh, oh my. But unfortunately, that's the case. Um, it isn't well, he, his work isn't well known except by people who know about it. Um, and I've studied with him, so, and I am very yes. um, impressed with what it can do. And Dr. Glasser's um, thesis is that you have to be connected to someone, and sometimes that someone is going to be a licensed therapist. So he doesn't go into what were your dreams and what were your traumas. You can tell him once, but that's it. After that, you have to start doing things. Yes. The, I find that the really useful part of that kind of therapy is his idea that once you know the therapist and feel comfortable and trust, trust that therapist, that person's always there to support you, and you never give up in supporting the patient. And one of those supports that is so effective is that he'll always say, what do you want? What are you doing? Is what you're doing getting you what you want? And if not, are you willing to change? And if you're willing to change, I can help you make a plan to make that change. So he's always there to help with the plan. And I... All these things that have been mentioned this morning, like nature, music, um, going out and walking with somebody else who has a dog, all those things are wonderful. But for somebody who's very depressed, the answer is, yeah, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. It's a good idea. Yes. But I, I don't feel up to it today. So the idea is you make a plan with guidance. You make the plan, you the patient, um, but the therapist is there to say, uh, that's 
little bit too big a plan. You need a small plan, a doable plan, something that you can start today or tomorrow, something that doesn't depend on somebody else doing it with you. Yes. Uh, so all these things in a, a small plan, and um, because what that we're aiming a... for is success, success in doing something positive, yes. then the success makes you feel better. And it, it does. build on those successes. So I highly step his work to you and to anybody else who's listening, Dr. William Glasser. Wonderful. Yes, each little step makes a difference. Each little step gives you the confidence to take the next step. Um, there's a wonderful book called Step, Step, Jump. I met the author this past week. Um, and Step, Step, Jump is the way she survived being in the second tower on 9-11. Wow. And motivation follows action. That's a Zig Ziglar quote. I love it. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Motivation does follow action. You must take the first step to feel like taking the second step. And that is the hardest step for people who are severely depressed or severely anxious to do. That, that really goes with what Dr. Glasser teaches. And I met his work by reading one of his early books, which is Schools Without Failure. And that really impressed me and, and uh, urged me to go on, actually, to study his work and study with him. So yes. I recommend it. Thank you for all that you're doing. You're so welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. I appreciate you. I haven't heard Zig Ziglar's name in probably 30 years. He's an overlooked <laughs> motivational speaker from he is. a while back. Um, yeah. I do have Rosemary waiting, and we've got about five more minutes, so I'm going to chance giving on out the phone number one more time of 813-239-9663, and go to Rosemary. Good morning, Rosemary. Hello, Rosemary. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. And I first have to say I am so excited to see you on Thursday. Oh, thank you. Are you still there, Rosemary? It sounds like we got disconnected. That's sad. Yes. Well, hopefully she's called back. Um, but Rosemary, yes, I'm excited to see you as well. I don't even know you yet, and it's going to be wonderful. Um, so the, uh, uh, the nature of the, the connectivity that we need to have is, is just... It's 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 foundational. This is this is like air, this is like water, this is like food. We must have connection. Humans can't survive without connection. It is what we were made to do. The reason we incarnated on this planet is to make relationships and through and, and through those relationships serve other humans, serve humanity, serve the planet, serve all living beings as the stewards of this planet, not as the owners. As the stewards, as cohabitors, we live here with everyone else. The bugs, the bees, the birds, the fleas, everybody. We're all one and we don't have the right to take their homes away. We have the responsibility to make all of our homes safe, clean, and welcoming to share. Okay, I got Rosemary back. Good morning. Sorry about that, Rosemary. Welcome back. Hello. Hello, Rosemary. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm totally oh. stumped here. Um, 
Yes, that is interesting. So um, again, I just want to re- remind you that um, there are some amazing, they're, they're kind of guided meditations, but they're songs. Um, Tony Jones puts together a lot of get your mind straight kind of uh, rapping amazing tunes. Um, she is so motivational. Um, it is worth listening to. Um, Lisa Nichols, most definitely worth listening to. And um, these two um, Earth Angels are helping us transform this planet. So, down to about three more minutes, and I can have to leave it with you there. Nothing really here. So, um, the over these next couple weeks, I I really um, I have not focused on creating uh, new new show content. Um, It sounds like Rosemary's in the background there. You there, Rosemary? I I heard it too, but yeah, Stranger so, Things. What indeed. have you got for I'm, us coming up? I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on with the mental health um 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 thinking. I'm just not sure where I'm taking it next week. We're gonna keep on this track. Um uh, uh feel free to call in next week talking more about connection because I think connection is the answer for all uh, mental and spiritual health problems because we can solve them through human touch human kindness and love. And so, yeah, you, let's use love's greatest healer and I'm continue on this path. On you because... So. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I have to. any... All right. Go ahead. And again, uh, so hope to uh, carry on this conversation in, in any way that you folks want to. Let's stick on the mental health, spiritual health, uh, connectivity line um, and take it where we need to um, and, and try to stay on topic with that because I want to bring this topic into more of our consciousness. I want to open it up so that we can really expand on where we might think of places we can take human health through this connectivity. All good, and I'm looking forward to it. And so until next Monday at 10 o'clock, I'd like to thank Dr. Harvey and our listeners and say take care, stay healthy. Y'all are the greatest. Great protection at great low rates you want? That's not going to work. Click for a great auto rate today. There we go. A little bit of tiptoe through the tulips. Oh, lovely. Some ukulele. Thank you, Bill. Love you. Have a great week. Love you too, Doctor. Up now is your five-minute NPR news brief, and then we'll present Sustainable Living, hosted by the award-winning team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. Today, their guests will be Edgar Castro Teo and Shelby Lewis, and they're here to tell us about the City of Tampa Recycling Program. Until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Health.